Well, hello, gang. Welcome to episode 14 of Crusher Talk with yours truly. It's me, Haley Crusher Kane. Do you like my announcer voice this morning? I'm sorry, this afternoon. <laughs> um, today's podcast episode, Substack, dare I say podcast, Substack episode is brought to you by a bunch of random stuff. I was walking the dogs earlier thinking about what I was going to talk to you about today, and I just have a lot of stuff swimming around in my brain. This may have to do with my um, latent um, ADHD diagnosis that I have given myself after Googling symptoms and falling down a rabbit hole, as one does <laughs> with anything like that. Um, so I have basically a bunch of random things that I'm enjoying or um, would like to share with you today on this beautiful Tuesday. Um, number one, Nextdoor, the Nextdoor app. You guys probably have it. It's probably a source of humor in your life already. My favorite Nextdoor app message I've ever gotten was an email about an albino squirrel that someone had taken a photo of. My least favorite ones are the ones that are thinly veiled, um, uh, ba basically baby boomers saying that there's some uh, quote unquote suspicious people in their neighborhood, but really it's just a homeless person or whatnot. Um, however, I have to say, um, our neighborhood is very safe yet. I mean, safe enough yet. Um, Christmas lights go missing around this time of year. Um, a neighbor's house, they have a, a bunch of uh, like Disney Santa figurines and such. It's quite funny, actually, because in the daytime, they're, they, they're all kind of deflated on the lawn and they just look drunk. They look drunk and sad and they're just passed out on the lawn. And then at night, they um, get blown up with air and are these perky little figurines that I'm sure the children love. Um, however, <laughs> um, our neighbor was complaining that someone had stolen one of these Disney holiday figurines. And it just made me think, it's got to be a teenager. Because if, I mean, really, who who's doing that? Um, and, and it also made me realize there was another um, Christmas light um, theft that happened in our neighborhood. Somebody had these Christmas lights that were crisscrossed and they sort of flashed and gave you a seizure as you walk by. And maybe they were asking to be stolen, but those were stolen as well. Um, so this podcast is brought to you by not next door um, the app or the emails, but actually plot twist unsubscribing from the app and emails. Um, I'm a modern person, which means I do things in the world and online. And that also means that I get like 50 emails a day from the random place I bought underwear once, by the way, did not fit me. I'm, I have a whole other tangent about underwear, but I have all those emails. You have all those emails. Well, I don't know what happened to me, but yesterday, somehow, some way, I realized you can just unsubscribe from all of them. And I went on an unsubscribe rampage. It felt really good. And now it's like a fun game. I keep checking my email to see if anybody like got through. Like I unsubscribe from Home Depot, unsubscribe from Unique Vintage, which is actually a clothing company I do like, but I just... If I want to shop them, I'll go check them out. I don't need to get their sales emails. Um, unsubscribe from the 
insane amount of press and PR emails I get as I am sometimes a writer of music and entertainment stuff online for Bust Magazine and New Noise Magazine. So I do get literally the PR emails that are sent out to all the media contacts from several different media companies. Um, some small indie things that I think are fun and I actually like their releases and some that are like, I don't even know what Calypso minimal dream pop is or whatever. <laughs> it's actually kind of interesting because I do see how other artists are marketed, which is very, very interesting and good to know as I do need to market myself as a musician. But um, in general, it's just too much. I just can't get through all this stuff. So I just unsubscribed. And the unsubscribe button at the bottom of the email is so tiny. It's like the funniest little thing. It's like even just to put your cursor over it and click on it is like threading a needle. You have to be very careful. Um, there's always something next to that little link that's like, go to our website. So I very painstakingly unsubscribed from, I want to say like at least 20 or 30 of these promotional emails. And this morning I woke up and I had like two promotional emails, one of them being next door, the next door emails, which now they're all these weird crime emails. Oh, we saw a suspicious person near our window. He was wearing a hoodie. It's like, oh, give me a break. So I just unsubscribed from all that stuff and uh, it feels really good. So Maybe that's a tip for you. Maybe not. But this podcast episode is brought to you by unsubscribing. Unsubscribe from my email if you want to. That's totally cool. Um, unsubscribe from your friend's newsletter. That's fine too. Um, if, you're, if your friendship slash relationship slash communication uh, persists after unsubscribing, congratulations, you have a real connection with that person. So this is my new, this is the new me. I'm just going to un unsubscribe all the time. So, um, this episode is also brought to you by new drummers. Uh, Dr. Kane and I have played with two new drummers since our last chat and one that we'll be playing locally for a show we have coming up on December 13th in San Luis Obispo. You can check that out online. We're at slow brew the rock with authority zero. Um, and so we worked with him, and his name is B-Ball, and he did a great job, and he's very high energy, and um, is a good sport. A lot of good things about this man. Um, then we also worked with another drummer who is a potential West Coast touring drummer named Sam, who we had never met in our lives. Friend of a friend. Friend of my friend Erica's. Shout out to Erica out there in Lompoc. Sam is fabulous. He is in between Gabriel Oliveria in terms of his jazziness and his swing and Ben, action Ben Cabriana in his agility and athleticism. And as I like to say, his desire to land the trick, as they say. Um, so no one says that, but I say that um, because he is a skateboarder. Anyways, this guy, Sam, is this wonderful combination, wonderful, of a jazzy, swingy, surf beat, um, you know, has has a real ability to like find interesting little pockets in the music and do interesting little things. Um, not rigid in any way, but also has the stamina to play really GD fast. So he is really a great contender for our West Coast tours and possibly more. So we are super stoked to meet him and I'll talk more about him later. I mean, I don't want to get my heart broken. I'm not going to just start gushing over this drummer until he's sworn in during our 
our, our, our cult blood ceremony where we all, we, we, we uh, indoctrinate our drummers into the cult of the crushers. I'll keep you posted on that. Um, also, we have a new podcast, Sparkle and Destroy podcast. My friend Danielle Bagnall and I do. Um, that new episode is out now. Um, and it is featuring an interview with Kathy Valentine from the Go-Go's. So I shall not talk about that interview again. I've talked about it a lot. <laughs> As you can tell, I'm a fangirl. That is out. It is available. Moving on. Um, also, just something I thought might be helpful to anybody who needs a pick-me-up. I have incorporated drag queens into my life over the past few years, thanks to um, RuPaul, Mama Ru. Um, everybody knows that RuPaul kind of was this pioneer drag queen in the 90s. Of course, we all know this, right? Um, kind of went into hiding, came back out maybe 15 years ago, uh, I guess, yeah, 15, 20 years ago, and really just came back on the scene, revitalized the, and, and actually re, I want to say like retooled the entire concept of what drag queens can be in the modern culture. I feel like clowns are not a thing in our modern world. The court gesture, it's not really a thing. Comedians are just getting slaughtered left and right um, in terms of basically, and then, please don't take this the wrong way, but comedy, <sighs> It's hard to be a comedian these days. And I don't mean that to say, oh, these poor comedians, they should be able to say whatever they want. But but they really should be. I mean, all art should be uncensored. So, you know, comedy is also fraught. Um, comedy is a really hard place for people are just getting so politically um, polarized and agitated by even the humor that's supposed to, like, bring us levity. Um, so I think drag queens are perfectly poised in 2021, 2022 to be that release in the sense that they are irreverent. They are ethereal and almost like the eunuch of, you know, days gone by the, the not, not man, not woman, not really a member, a, a, a normal member of society, but not really a complete outcast. Not, you know, it's very cool. These people are kind of like superheroes and each drag queen has their own power that they bring and their own style. And a lot of it is about the physicality, the beauty, the spectacle. I mean, who doesn't like a spectacle? Who, who's going to get political about fireworks? Who's going to get political about seeing some awesome twinkle lights? Like a drag queen, you just, it doesn't matter what side of the spectrum you're on politically, how you feel about gun control or abortion or any of these big issues, you see a drag queen, you're going to smile, you're going to have and you're going to enjoy yourself. And you might just leave that <laughs> interaction feeling better about yourself. Um, at least I do. And I have incorporated Trixie and Katya's, I, I, I act like they're my friends, Trixie Mattel, and Katya, who so Trixie is a country singer, sort of a Dolly Parton modeled drag queen who's an amazing musician actually and extremely hilarious as well um and also creates makeup now and does all this amazing merchandising that's just everything that Trixie Mattel does is amazing I mean just think about the name Trixie Mattel even Mattel didn't try to sue them try to sue him that's amazing I mean Mattel's like it's fine um if you will go on to Trixie's YouTube channel she is making um cakes in the easy bake oven, which is like very satisfying for me. Cause I do remember my friend having an easy bake oven. 
So there's that. Um, she's playing with Barbies. She's getting, she's going into like different eras of Barbie from the fifties to the sixties, the seventies, super fun doing makeup. But my, the real thing I like, I feel like Trixie's a little into herself. That's my issue. This is why I wrote the song should have been Shangela. Cause I felt that Shangela should have won over Trixie in one of RuPaul's um, many um, RuPaul's drag race competitions. Um, she's a little into herself. She's a little up her own butt. And so when she's paired with her friend Katya, who is modeled after a, um, like a nineties, 1990s kind of like streetwalker from Russia who also wears ice skating outfits sort of. <laughs> um, and she's very hilarious and very smart and, uh, sort of um, misanthropic and kind of hates everybody, but that's what makes her perfect when paired next to Trixie. So if you want to really enjoy this beautiful combination, check out their show on YouTube called Un. I will link it. It's really hard to um, say it, but it is an amazing show, and I will link that in there for you on the Substack because every time a new episode of Un comes out, I am so giddy and so happy and I've really incorporated it into my self-care. I just lay there in the afternoon once it comes out and I just, well, usually um, the dogs are taking a nap next to me and I just like zone out and I laugh and I just find it so funny. Um, also shout out to Juno Birch, who is another drag queen. If you're into more like of a surrealism kind of art, you like something a little more absurd, something a little weirder, something a little maybe like a little Mars Attacks um, vibe, um, that al- the beautiful alien with the crazy blonde beehive and Mars Attacks, then you want to check out Juno Birch. She is a drag queen slash alien, and she is fabulous. And her catchphrase is, um, that's happening. So she's happening. Love her. Love drag queens. I think the world needs more drag queens right now. And... Moving on. Um, Pink Christmas trees. Okay, so I used to go get a tree, a small tree, because flocking costs a lot of money. So I'd get a tiny little Charlie Brown tree, spend like 30 bucks on it, but then spend an extra 50 bucks on getting it flocked pink with pink snow. And then lately I'd been adding this horrible for the environment iridescent glitter that just does not, it does not leave your life after it's in your house. So there were a lot of issues actually with the flocked tree that I was getting. They were kind of small. They were kind of, you know, became expensive. And then they were leaving all this residue. This year, my husband had a really good idea to just buy a fake tree. And I've always been against that. I'm like, I don't want to buy a fake tree. I'm not that person. But you know what? I am that person. I went on YouTube. YouTube. I went on the Amazons. And it came really quick too. I got a... I think it's six foot. Yeah, it's a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. Six foot pink Christmas tree. It's actually made, it's very strange. It came like as a straight up and down vertical pole kind of thing in three parts with all of the branches kind of stuck close to the body. And then you had to pull each branch out and there's kind of like a wire. And then the actual little um, pine needles on the tree are made of like a sort of a paper Um, so I was getting paper cuts. I was actually put on Edward Scissorhands, which was like the perfect movie. My friend Danielle was saying that's the perfect movie for you to watch while you are, um, bringing this Christmas tree to life. And it really was because if you know, um, Edward Scissorhands, 
um, by Tim Burton is a really weird Christmas movie that incorporates a lot of pastel colors and a lot of um, weirdness. So it was like kind of perfect. So I made that tree happen. It was awesome. And it does look real. And you know what I did? Because I'm that bitch. I went to the store and I got a candle that is supposedly quote unquote pine scent. And I lit it. And you know what? I walk by that tree and it smells like pine. And it's totally cool. And I have this tree forever now. And I'm so happy I did it. I trimmed the tree um, a couple days ago with Danielle and my friend Shane. And uh, we had dinner and... Um, I just trimmed that tree with all of my old, um, ornaments that my mother has given me that are from my childhood and thought about all the little memories. And I listened to the only Christmas album I will ever listen to ever, which is Squirrel Nut Zipper's Christmas Caravan, which I will link and had a grand old time. And it was really nice. Um, I think it's important to allow the tree to reflect who you are. And at this point, I am a fake pink, mass produced, (laughs) made in China kind of person apparently. But you know what? It made me so happy. So, 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 so happy. And you know what? I'm not destroying the environment because I'm not getting a a poor, unsuspecting, natural tree flocked with this. I mean, it's got, what is, what is flocking? Like asbestos and I don't know, something, something that's definitely bad for the environment because it gets everywhere and it gets in your nose and it's horrifying. So that is something making me happy. Um, Also making me happy is I love a Caesar salad in a restaurant, but I've been making my own Caesar salads. And I don't know why it took me this long to do this, but I've just been getting like the really crunchy romaine. I even bought breadcrumbs. Like I don't even, I'm the kind of person that makes my own breadcrumbs. I'm not trying to like buy a bag of breadcrumbs, but you got to get like the really garlicky, salty breadcrumbs like you get at the restaurant and hopefully a really horrible for you Caesar dressing, like the most fat content you can get. And then you put that on there with a big old bunch of cracked pepper, maybe a little Parmesan if you can handle the dairy, a little squeeze of lemon. And I've been making this with like every meal um, the last couple weeks and it's been incredible. Has it been healthy? I don't know. Um, But I have been looking forward to my Caesar salad. So that's my new obsession right now. Um, also a fun thing I started doing this past week is I made some handmade holiday cards. I don't really send out, I don't send out Christmas cards. It's just, let's be honest. That's just not a priority on my list. I do enjoy getting them and I do display them, but I do not send them out. Um, I feel like with social media these days, it's like everyone's all up in your business anyways. Do I really need to send a card that's like, our dog learned how to sit, (laughs) (laughs) which is what I think I sent that in my newsletter yesterday because I'm so excited she can finally sit. I mean, this dog is not very smart. So, you know, you guys already know everything. I've already TMI'd my entire life. There's not much to share. Back in the 90s growing up, it was fun. I remember my family sending out Christmas cards and one year I had lost some of my teeth and I had a really gap gappy smile and it was like, Haley lost another tooth. And how, you know, that stuff is cute. Um, you know, we got a new horse or, you know, we got a, I got a new dog, whatever. I mean, that is nice to catch up with people, but I'm not into it. I'm not doing it. I also don't like the obligation factor. I don't like the fact that once you start doing it, you got to keep doing it or else people are like, oh, what's going on with you? 
So maybe that's just me projecting, probably just me projecting. But um, I made my own holiday cards and I sat in front of the TV, watched old episodes of Ren and Stimpy. I have all the seasons of Ren and Stimpy on DVD and I just watched, I think I was watching the Pixie episode um, where Ren and Stimpy are little fairies and it's disgusting as all the episodes are. And oh, one, <laughs> uh, that, that episode actually is followed by um, an episode where they are stuck in a whale and the whale is beached and it is rotting. <laughs> and I made Christmas cards and I really enjoyed it because I got to use a beautiful stamp that um, my friend Susan Mina made for me before she passed away um, around the time of my wedding. And it is a picture of me and Dr. Kane looking very dapper. And it's fun to use that stamp and just color in Christmas tree stuff around it and like make it cute. And I don't know, I think it just, it brings me back to being like 12 years old when I'm drawing cards for people. And I do make birthday cards, like for my, my dad, I make him birthday cards and my sister, I'll send her handmade cards and stuff. And Sometimes I'll send friends different cards. And I, it is a very easy way to reconnect with your inner child. And that sounds very cheesy, but I think sometimes we don't want to draw for ourselves because it's boring, but it's really fun to have a project and draw something for a friend or a spouse or whoever. Just it's really nice. And I know I really enjoy getting handmade cards. Uh, my friend Danielle does make me handmade cards. So I do like that. And I feel like it is one of those things where in the midst of what could be a stressful and or depressing time for a lot of people, at least, I mean, for me too. And I don't even have that. I don't really have trauma around Christmas. I always had a good Christmas. Um, I don't have a bunch of issues around it like a lot of people do. But it can be depressing. The consumerism can be depressing. The, um, the, the, the fact that it gets dark so early can be depressing. Like just, there's just, you know, seasonal depression or whatever. And it's like just sitting down and making a little thing that spreads joy is so simple. It's cheap as hell. I mean, it's really free. I bet you have crayons or markers somewhere. And it's just like the nicest little thing. And I have realized it is one of the joys of having an event or a holiday coming up. I think that's really nice. And I really enjoyed doing that this year. Um, I will wrap up this very weird, very random list with another thing I've been really enjoying, which if you live anywhere that it rains, I'm sorry if this is very annoying to you. <laughs> I'm sure it is. But here in California, rain is not a constant. And when I'm working, when I'm writing, when I have to really buckle down and focus and get my ADHD brain, which maybe I'm ADHD, who knows? I mean, I think this episode proves that I am. Anyway, um, I put on rain sounds. Go to Spotify. Do this. It's so nice. It's so nice. Go on Spotify. Rain sounds. You've got um, like hard rainstorm, uh, immediate showers, uh, three hours of hurricane, whatever. <laughs> the names are quite funny, actually. They're really hilarious. But you just put that on. I put that on in my earbuds when I'm typing. I used to just do like instrumental exotica, uh, like a Martin Denny or an Esquivel or something like that. But even that, I started to actually know all of the melody for, so I would anticipate the changes in the music or like a Tijuana brass. 
I don't do that anymore. I, I actually use that music now for cleaning. It's a lot more energizing. But for when you really want to focus, something that is almost like an ASMR experience is very helpful. And the rain is so soothing and it really just gets me in the mode. So I've been utilizing that a lot. In fact, there is the end of the year Spotify wrap up. I'm sure you guys, if you're Spotify users, you get that where it shows you the songs that you listen to on repeat. And mine is quite embarrassing. I'm not going to say there isn't a rain sounds on the top of the list. <laughs> I'm not going to confirm or deny it. Um, but there's definitely some, ex- some, some exotica and some, um, some rain sounds and things like that, that I'm constantly going to. Like a lot of musicians, when I'm listening to music, I'm actually listening to it. I'm thinking about it. I am considering how it matches up to what I would have done. And I'm thinking about, you know, the different parts and the elements. And that can be a little bit annoying sometimes. So, and it's actually very engaging and fun. I do listen to a lot of music. Don't don't get it twisted. But when I'm working, I love just something that gets me into the flow. And so I recommend Rain Sounds. May also be helpful for you if you have trouble sleeping. I have used rain sounds when I am in the van and we're like in a weird place. And I usually sleep quite well in the van, but it is nice to just have like a little alternate, you know, universe you can slip into where it's just a like really a sound bath. And especially if you use those earbuds, I mean, it's like in your head, you are in the rainstorm, you are the raindrops. Um, I think that's all for this week. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed my little inspirational tangent last week. I don't know what came over me. I was tired. I hadn't had a lot of sleep. I think I was a little punch drunk on, on coffee and just felt like, you know what? I'm just going to pull myself up by my bootstraps. And I think I needed the inspiration a lot. So I thought if I need it, someone else needs it. And sometimes that can be a good way to get yourself up and moving. So I hope that you enjoyed that. And um, I'll be with you again next week. With any luck, right? Thanks for tuning in again. And uh, I'll talk to you later.